What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Marcus podcast. I am your host, Evie Nagaski, not Michael Minna. I am much smarter and cuter than Michael, and I think I should run the whole show. All right. So I absolutely 100% agree with Evie that she is way smarter than me, way cuter than I am, and thousand percent should be taking over this entire show. Her theory is that if I allowed her to do the intro for the mind over Marcos <laughs> podcast, um, that if I allowed her to do the intro, that this show would go absolutely viral. She's convinced. So if you don't want to let down a nine-year-old, then you will help the show go viral. So I can tell her that she was the reason why we blew this thing out of the water. She also requested to have her own show. She wants to call it Kid Talk. She recorded her first episode. It's 32 minutes long. And um, I can't wait to dive in because I'm going to learn all about fourth grade and what happens between the halls of fourth grade. It's exciting, exciting stuff. Um, Evie is absolutely hilarious. She is Mel's youngest, and she is going to be 10 in November. And as you could tell by her intro, she's an absolute character, um, incredibly hilarious and witty. Uh, surprisingly, like you never know when like comedic timing comes into play. And she actually has that at nine, which is really impressive. Anyway, um, so let's, let's accomplish her goal of being the reason that we go viral. The way that we do that is we share the episode everywhere and we say, there is an adorable nine-year-old who did the intro, and she is trying to go viral. So let's help spread the love. And occasionally, Mike comes on and drops something helpful or useful. Every once in a blue moon, you get a little nugget that's worth listening to. And um, yeah, so spread the word, share the episode, take a screenshot of the episode, post it to your stories, and tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. Unfortunately, you cannot tag Evie because she doesn't have Instagram, although she is on TikTok, but I'm not going to mention her TikTok handle because we don't want... She's nine, all right? Let's let's allow her account to be private for now. Um, and then also you can leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, which is apparently the most important way to reach new people. It's the more five-star reviews that we have, the better. And... Uh, yeah, that's how we're going to make this happen. So there's there's something interesting I have to mention. Uh, we're coming off of Labor Day weekend. Hopefully, if those of you um, are in the States and you celebrate, hopefully you had an amazing holiday weekend. Uh, we had a lot of fun. We had a party at our house and uh, it, was, it was a great time with some good friends and a lot of laughs and good food and good drinks and all that stuff. Hopefully you had the same. And I woke up on Monday, which was yesterday. I'm recording this on Tuesday. And my inbox was just absolutely flooded, like flooded with sales from company. I had no idea I was even on their email list. Like they, I guess they only email when they have a sale going on. And I was like, holy shit, I had no idea that people do this. And then I get on my high horse as sometimes I tend to do. And I'm like, you know what? This is ridiculous. I don't believe in discounting my product. I don't believe in discounting coaching. I don't believe in sales and shit like that. When it comes to something as important as your health, we should not slash the price. We should make this full investment and commitment. And, and here's the thing. I, I still 
believe that because what I have seen firsthand, I have actual data to support this. Every single time that we have raised our coaching rates, every single time, and there's been multiple, like we're, we're four years in, I started way undercharging. Okay. And I still feel like I undercharge, but that's besides the point. Every single time that I increased the rates for our coaching, the success that our clients experienced went up. Our success rate every time has gone higher and higher with every single rate increase. That is not a coincidence. In my opinion, it's not a coincidence because I do believe that when the investment stretches you a little bit, when it makes you take a step back, when it makes you gasp a little bit, that's a sign that it's properly priced, that this is what you need to do. And this isn't to talk about value. This isn't to talk about return on investment. This is just my theory. This is my belief that when you are stretching yourself, when you have to get resourceful, when you have to think twice, it makes you show up, it makes you commit, it makes you follow through. Just think about it. Like if you have a program that's just like throwaway cash, you're like, oh, that's nothing. I can, you know, it's okay. I don't have to do this. Like it's not really the commitment that you need. Whereas for our clients who have already made that investment, it's a significant investment. Like they're not fucking around. They are getting in here to accomplish what they set out to accomplish and they are going to make it happen. And we are going to make it happen with them. So it works on both sides because the coaches are so invested in their success, in the client's success, and the client is so invested in their own success that the result is inevitable. What I love so much about our program is there is no such thing as this doesn't work for me. It doesn't exist because there is no quote unquote this. This doesn't work for me assumes that there is a this to follow. With our program, we adjust and we adapt to every single individual, which is why it's so effective. Because if something's not working, then we change it and we adapt and we modify and we get it right eventually. And so my my pre-existing belief is that why would we discount or cut corners on the price when that is one of the things that keeps you committed? Where it's this is serious. Like it it sets that precedence right from the beginning. This is something that I care deeply about and I'm going to make it happen. So that was my pre existing belief. And I wrote about it on Monday and I was like, look, I'm not going to be like everybody else and I'm not just going to throw out a bunch of discounts. And then this lovely woman named Anna, who who has been following for a while, she said, I want to challenge you to think about this differently. And she said, what if? You offering a slight break on the financial barrier is the exact thing that somebody out there needs to take the first step to changing their life forever. What if that little bit of a break, that just even the perceived value of a small discount, that's just enough to get somebody over the fence and you know that your program is going to change their life forever? And you're going to tell me that you don't believe in that? And my, my immediate reaction, full transparency, I didn't respond right away. She replied to my email. I let it sit because my immediate reaction was, oh, I'm about to go in, right? Like I literally was like, all right, let me stretch. Let me do a warm up. I'm about to go in. I'm about to put her in her place. Like I, 
it's so terrible. I'm, I'm admitting this. I have flaws, people. I'm admitting that I was about to go in and be like, watch me, hold my beer. And the fact that I got so animated told me I needed to chill and sit with that feeling. So I was going to tell her about, you know, when something is a priority, when something is important to you, you don't look for shortcuts. You don't look for breaks. You just make it happen. You get resourceful. You find a way. You show up for yourself and you do it. Like we have thousands of data points to show that that's, that's accurate. And I still believe that there's validity to what I'm saying. But her comment stuck with me. And the fact that I got animated told me I needed to sit with that feeling for a second. So I did. And I wrote back and we went back and forth for a little bit. And I did, I said to her, I didn't, I didn't go at it from the place of like, I came from an open mind and I said, you know, here's my feeling. I said, I really appreciate what you said. And I know like, to me, changing somebody's life is, is the goal, right? Like we want to impact a million lives. And so if I can impact, you know, a handful of other people who I wouldn't have reached without this, this offer, this discount or whatever it is. Um, yeah, like that, it sounds appealing because I have big dreams of what we can accomplish here at Pop. However, I also feel like there's there's something to be said about knowing the value in which what, what we do. Like we're literally solving problems that have been plaguing people for decades, their entire lives. Like they've been struggling with this forever. People who are frustrated because they can't lose the weight they want to lose, they can't keep it off. They have no flexibility. They have a poor relationship with food. They don't know how to navigate things like family dinners or vacations or birthdays. They feel stressed out when they have to be social. Like we're solving massive fucking problems. And not only are we solving it, we're solving it forever. Forever. We had somebody at our house on Sunday at our party who who went through our program. She just recently got married. Before the honeymoon, before the wedding, she went through our program for six months. She worked with Coach Trish. And she said, like, your program fundamentally changed my life. And her husband was there and was like, mine too. He was like, the first time that she said she was going to eat some bread, I was like, bread? Are you serious? And she was like, yeah, I'm going to eat some bread. And he was like, amazing. Like, she actually eats and she lost 15 pounds. And she said that she had this fear around family dinners every single night. They have five kids combined. And she was like, I don't know what to do. Uh, family dinners are so stressful. And now she knows exactly what to do. She can eat with her family in, in peace and comfort. She feels comfortable in her own skin. She said she felt more energy, better workouts, um, better sleep, better sex drive, like all of these things. And her husband's sitting there like, yes, it was the best thing that she's ever done for herself. So I'm sitting here thinking about that. Like she's over here saying like, I'll make that investment 20 times over for what you delivered. And not only that, but she's like, and right now I'm at a phase of life where I can just kind of be at maintenance and be perfectly happy and content. And I know that if I want to keep improving my body composition, I can anytime I want to, but I'm just happy with my results right now. And I'm living life and enjoying myself. And this is how it should be. This is how it should have always been. She's like, I never have to go back to Weight Watchers. I never have to go back. I never have to go back to to any of the other stuff that I previously thought I needed to do, like I've, I've found it. And then I think, I think that like, that's the investment, that's the value, that's the return. And so I'm sitting here thinking about these examples that we have of people who have made that investment and feel like, yeah, this is, this is way too cheap. You should charge more. I would pay that 
many times over. It's returned more than I could have ever expected. And it's a one-time thing. Like think about, you know, you, you pay for something like a car and you pay way more for a car. You pay, some people pay six figures for a car, but whatever, like let's say 15, 20, 30 grand for a car. And you only drive that car every so often. And then you get a new one in a few years. And like, we're talking about your body. We're talking about your brain. We're talking about something, a vehicle that you have to live in 24 seven. And it's the only one you get. You don't get to replace it every few years. And yet we're going to start looking at discounts and cutting corners on, on that. So that was my position. And, and, you know, again, I, I still believe that that's valid, but I, after going back and forth with Anna for, for a little while, I said, you know what? I, I like to allow for the data to drive the decision. Like, let's find out was the conclusion. I was like, let's find out. So I said, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And I let her know what was coming and um, we let it fly. And I announced a discount right now for our six month program. You can get 10% off. It's only for this week, but the entire month of September, we're going to be doing promotions I'm going to test my pre-existing belief. For the podcast, you have the best offer there is, okay? For being a podcast listener, not only do you get the 10% off and not only do you get any of the promos that we're running for the month of September, but you also get a promo from our sponsors of the show. So we're going to allow you to select two Organifi products of your choice and two cured products of your choice along and totally included along with the promotion. Right now, it's 10% off. So when this episode airs this week, you'll be able to book a call. You'll have to go to neurotypetraining.com slash apply. Neurotypetraining.com slash apply. And you will have to have a conversation with somebody on my team. And you will have to tell them that you are from the podcast so that they know to hook you up with the sponsor deal and the promotion. So you'll get 10% off and you'll get the sponsorship deal from our, uh, I'm sorry, the promo from our sponsors, the two Organifi products of your choice, totally free, two cured products of your choice, totally free. That's for anybody that books a call within the next week. So you have to do it now. We're going to gather some data because here's, here's what I want to know. My pre-existing belief could be wrong. Being okay with being wrong is an important characteristic. That is something that I used to struggle mightily with. I used to always care about being right. That was it. Just let me be right. And I would be incredibly biased, as we all are, in proving myself right. I would cherry pick data. I would ignore data that refuted my arguments. And that's part of being human. I had to learn the hard way because it was not serving me. And it also wasn't serving anyone that I was trying to help. Because again, being right or valid is not as important as being useful or helpful. So as I've shifted to trying to be more useful and helpful, I've, it's come with an open mind to being wrong. I am totally fine with being wrong. In fact, I'm allowing the data to tell me because we're putting it out there. And if there are people that join our program and they say, this was the thing that put me over, like I was on the fence and this, this little opportunity, 
this slight break in the financial barrier was the exact thing I needed to take the first step in changing my life forever, then I will gladly be wrong and say, you know what? There is something to this. It is actually useful and helpful to do an offer like this, to do a promotion like this. I will come full circle. I will openly admit to changing. I will rewrite my belief system and say, you know what? I was a bit too pretentious and on my high horse about this whole thing. So we're going to find out this month. We're going to gather a lot of data. Now, the other outcome potentially could be that I'm right. And I don't want to be right, but that might be the outcome. Um, If it doesn't do anything, and if we don't see any movement and people saying, you know what, this was the thing I needed to get me over the hump, then it will confirm what I already believe, which is when somebody's ready, they're ready. When somebody's ready for a change, they will do whatever it takes. They're not going to allow resources to get in the way. They're not going to allow the financial barrier to get in the way. They're not going to allow their spouse or partner to get in the way. They are going to make it happen regardless. So that might be confirmed, but we are going to find out. I'm going to allow the data to speak, and then I will update my operating system as needed. So that's it. If you want to take advantage, you can just go to neurotypetraining.com slash apply, book a call. By the way, there is a lot of value in booking the call regardless, because here's what happens. You find out what you need. We, number one, will determine, can we help you? If yes, we determine, are you a good fit for what we do? If yes, we determine, are we a good fit for what you're looking for? If yes, we tell you how and when you can get started with our program. And if we say no to any of those things, we'll say, here's what we recommend instead. Doesn't sound like this is the best option for you. Here's what we recommend instead. And we will send you um, on your way in a direction that makes sense for you. So there's, there's value in the call in general, but that's the process. If you can't follow that process, then um, quite frankly, you don't deserve the promotion or the offer. Um, I guess we should talk about something a little bit more meaningful here. So, um, you know, it, it's interesting. Um, I don't know if anybody's read the book, How to Fly a Horse. I highly recommend it. It's a good book. It's a, it's a bit of a long read, but um, worth it in my opinion. And effectively, it explains how like breakthroughs happen. And our, our speaking of like pre-existing beliefs, our, our preconceived notions about breakthroughs is that they just like hit us in a moment, like the whole Eureka mindset. <laughs> and, and in reality, that's not how it works. And the book actually explains it really well. It's called How to Fly a Horse. So, um, and the reason why I'm mentioning that is because to discover like the missing piece for yourself. If you're, if you're trying to make a change, any change, but if you're trying to improve your health, if you're trying to get leaner, if you're trying to lose body fat, if you're trying to build muscle, if you're trying to look better naked, if you're trying to perform better, if you're trying to live longer, it doesn't matter, whatever it is. The missing piece for you is not going to smack you in the face overnight. It's not just going to, you're sitting in a bathtub and you're like, I've got it. I know the answer. Um, Because as the book explains, that's not how breakthroughs happen. The way that breakthroughs happen is people try and fail a bunch of times until they figure out what works. That's it. That's the process. It's actually very predictable and repeatable. And there's a lot of um, studies that they talk about in the book 
Uh, there was one study where they asked people to, oh my God, it was like, I'm totally going to butcher this, but it's like they're in a room and there's like a door and they have a book of matches and a candle. And I think that might be it. And they have to figure out how to like mount the candle onto the book of matches or something like that. I don't know. I'm, I'm totally butchering this. So there's another reason why you need to, um, <laughs> why you need to read the book. Anyway, the, the important part of the study was that they determined that the, the people that figured it out, they weren't just sitting there thinking about the solution. They were just doing shit. They like were actually just trying random things. And then they'd be like, wait a minute. And eventually they would have a breakthrough by trying. There was another subset of people that would sit there and they would, they would think without doing, they would just think about the solution. Well, what if I, and they would kind of be in their own head and like, what if I did this? And what if I did that? And like, they didn't actually try anything. So the key here is the major breakthroughs, the missing pieces, it it comes from trying a whole bunch of things that don't work to find the right fit for you. And I'm saying this for, for a reason, because I've talked to several people over the past couple of weeks. And one comment that stuck out was, when you've tried so many things that have failed, how do you have the motivation to keep going? And I've been there. You know, If you listen to the show, you know my story. You know how long it took me to figure my own shit out. And I'm still figuring my own shit out. I for sure have not made it by any stretch. I have a long way to go. But what I did learn is that I used to look back at all of those programs I tried with disdain, with anger, with bitterness, with resentment, the you know, 1,200 calorie meal plan, the drinking freezing cold water every day, the four protein shakes in a meal per day, the excessive fasting, the carb elimination, um, you know, the obsessive tracking, the poor relationship with food, the orthorexia. I used to look back at all of that stuff and I was like, man, fuck all of that. And I would point fingers and I was angry. I was angry at myself. I was angry at the people that sold those programs. And ultimately I found my way. And now I realize I needed all of that. In order to know that, like, this was me figuring out the matches and the candle in the room. Um, hopefully, you guys actually read the book. So, what I'm saying makes sense. But it, the, that was my way of just trying a bunch of shit that didn't work so that I could find my way to what did. And that's how the breakthroughs happen. So, my answer to those people how do you keep going when nothing has worked? You, you have a choice. You either quit because you know there's, there's certainty in that, right? If you quit and you give up, you know the outcome. Are you cool with that outcome? Are you cool with just being where you are and not taking any steps to better yourself and just coasting right now? Like, this is it. Where you're at right now is where you are forever. No change. This is it. Seal your fate right now and quit. Are you cool with that? If so, that's a viable option. If not, then is there really a choice other than keep trying to figure it out? But it's important to take the perspective of there is extreme 
value in what I've already tried. Instead of looking at those things like, why, why did I do that? How stupid am I? How could I have believed that? Give yourself some grace, approach it with empathy, talk to yourself like you would talk to your best friend who did all of those things, right? Like try that for a second. Actually talk to yourself in the third person as if you were your best friend who tried all of those things. Like, listen, Mike, I get it. I know that you tried all of those things and you're frustrated and, and I can totally understand that. But here's the thing. Think about all of the lessons you learned through all of those things that you try. You now have clear evidence as to what doesn't work for you and what you need to look for in the next program. And that's super important because it's going to help you make the best decision for yourself right now. So approach it like that. Talk to yourself as if you're your best friend in the third person. And what would you tell that person? And there's your answer. The breakthroughs happen because you try a bunch of shit that doesn't work and eventually you figure it the fuck out. That's how breakthroughs happen. So when you're looking for the magic solution, when you're looking for the one thing, when you're looking for the secret sauce, it's probably not just going to smack you in the middle of the night. It's probably not going to wake you up. It's probably not going to hit you in the shower. If it does, amazing. You're the exception, not the rule. Most of the time it happens through trying and failing and trying and failing and trying and failing. And oh, by the way, you have to learn from those failures and take those lessons and apply them. And then eventually you start to move closer and closer and closer. And you're like, I actually got some things figured out. And then you realize there's there's a whole lot more that I'm capable of. And I still have to, you know, I'm always going to be a work in progress. And then you kind of surrender to the fact that this is never going to be finished. And I'm just really happy that I get to be on this journey for the rest of my life. That's the way that I believe that it all comes to fruition. Um, so this is probably the longest intro ever, and I'm going to keep the, the meat of the episode relatively straightforward um, because I touched on something, uh, uh, the, the episode that was titled the number one most important ingredient for successful body composition. I don't know the exact title, but you know what I'm talking about. It was all about stress. And I wanted to tie that into understanding your neurotype and how those things go hand in hand. Um, Because actually JK was the one that got me thinking about neurotyping because he sent me a hilarious text, which could not have been more spot on. And I'm actually going to share it. It's not, not totally relevant other than the connection to neurotyping. But after he sent me that text, I was like, you know what? I should probably do a neurotype episode. And then I realized that the stress episode actually ties in really nicely to this, um, this conversation. So um, JK said to me, um, I swear this could be a chart for what happens by neurotype when progress happens. Neurotype 1A and 1B. Things are going great. Let's add more. Neurotype 2A. Things are going great. Let's do something completely different. Neurotype 2B. Things are going great. This probably won't last though, right? Neurotype three, things are going great. I'm probably not doing it right then. If you know neurotyping, then you know how freaking accurate that is. And, and it's really funny. Um, so the, it's, it's just our natural tendencies. So when you want like your neurotype, your personality type, it's your natural tendencies and inclinations. So obviously for type ones, type one A's and one B's, they like to do a lot. Like they're always thinking about doing more. How can I add more? How can I accomplish more goals? How can I accomplish my goals quicker? They're very driven. They're very goal-oriented. 
And they're like, let me just get after it. When something's working, they're like, well, this could be working twice as fast if I did twice as much, which is an easy way to wreck yourself. Neurotype 2A is like myself, we love variety. So we always think, oh, well, this is working really well. Um, I should probably just go and do something completely different because that's our inclination. That's our tendency. That's our personality type. Neurotype 2Bs. 2Bs are very emotionally driven and they can also be very hard on themselves. Um, So when they are making progress, they're like skeptical, like this isn't going to last though, right? Um, They get in their feels a little bit. They can sometimes be their own worst critic because that's how they're wired. That's their tendency. Um, Neurotype threes, they're perfectionists. So they're always thinking like, well, if if this is, they're, they're used to not seeing progress. They're like used to following a plan to a T and not seeing progress. So when they are seeing progress, they're like, I must be doing the plan wrong. How can I do the plan right? And you're like, no, no, it's, it's, you're actually making progress and that's what's supposed to be happening. Um, so it's really funny to understand uh, the natural inclination and tendency of each neurotype. Now, there is a stress component to working against your nature. And that's really what I, what I wanted to talk about today is why does it work so well when you have a plan that aligns with your nature? Why does that work so well? Um, so as I mentioned in, I guess it was, I don't know if it was last episode, whatever, you know what I'm talking about, the stress episode, as I mentioned in the stress episode, that is the key to success. It's how can we remove stress on your system so that your body feels safe to respond and adapt the way that we want it to? Because the adaptation can go in one of two directions. It can go in the positive direction or it can go in a negative direction. Your body's going to adapt to the signals that you're sending in. If you're sending it a signal of, of too much stress, it's going to adapt according, accordingly, which would be a negative way. If you send, if you impose a stressor, but you send the signal of proper recovery and homeostasis, then it's going to respond in a positive way. And it's going to adapt in a positive way. That's how fat loss happens. We're imposing a stress without, with, there's not enough energy coming in. So we have to tap into our internal stores, right? There's not enough external energy. We have to tap into internal energy, but we also want to send the signal that there's not a major threat happening to our survival. That's where other sources of stress are really important. That's why we talk about things like recovery and food quality and sleep and walking. Um, And even like when we talk about supplements, like there's a reason why the supplements we talk about are so stress focused. and, And I mean, stress relief focused, stress management focus. Um, so like two things that I've been doing right now with, with cured is number one, taking their Zen caps at night and number two, taking their serenity gummies at night, uh, that the, the serenity gummies have now proved to be my favorite supplement on the market. It's okay. I'm going to say it because I'm honest. I'm very transparent. It's my favorite supplement on the market, the Serenity Gummies by Cured, number one favorite product. That includes my own supplement line. That includes any other supplements out there. I'm sorry. I'm just saying it. It is my favorite. They have helped me and Mel. Both of us have had headaches that it completely went away. Mel was having some like weird stomach pains last night. She took the Serenity Gummies, completely went away. It's helped with like things that we didn't even think about, like digestion and just overall mood and well-being. And it's it's the best part of our morning routine. We combine it with the Organifi Gold Juice, but I'm telling you, 
The Serenity Gummies by Cured are my favorite. And I also take their Zen caps. But if you think about what we talk about, it's all about stress relief. And they have their CBD products. They have the Serenity Gummies. They have the Zen caps, the night caps. Just go to curednutrition.com, use code POPFAM, that's P-O-P-F-A-M, and get yourself 20% off. If their products are already at a discount, then you can't add a discount or if there's like a discounted bundle. But if you want to get a discount, if they're at full price, just put in code POPFAM, go to curednutrition.com, use code POPFAM. I'm telling you, um, if you need a special link to get the Serenity gummies at a discount, just hit me up on Instagram, message me directly, and I will send you the link because this is my favorite product by far. But here's the thing. The reason why we talk about it is because balancing that stress equation is what changes your body composition for the better. So how does that relate to your neurotype? Well, quite simply, if you are working against your nature, you are creating a more stressful environment on a number of different levels. This isn't just psychological stress. This is neurological stress. It can also be muscular stress. It can also be emotional stress. Now, the way that it works is like this. If I am, if I have the tendency of a 1B or 2A, um, whatever your neurotype is, if those are your tendencies and that's, that's your nature, right? And the way that you're wired gives us insight into your brain chemistry, your neurotransmitter balance, the efficacy of your neurotransmitter systems, excuse me, and things like, are you more anxious? Are you more of a planner? Are you more impulsive? Are you more of a risk taker? Are you more extroverted, introverted? Knowing these things tells us what it means to work with your nature versus against your nature. Now, that has like relevance to your lifestyle. It has relevance to your nutrition and it has relevance to your training. Now, if we take something like training, for example, if you are working against your nature from a training perspective, like let's say you're a 1B, 1B typically they need to keep things moving. They don't like to stand still. They like supersets. They like to be challenged mentally. They like explosive work, heavy work, right? They want to be neurologically challenged. They want to be stimulated. They don't like long rest periods. They like supersets, fast pace, right? So if you're a 1B and we know all of that about you, and then we program something that's like very slow and methodical and boring, there is an actual stress response in the body where you have to produce more cortisol and more adrenaline to accomplish that feat. You're working against your nature. So your body is now accumulating an even greater recovery debt from that training session, even if volume is equated, even if volume is equated and you're doing the same volume, total volume of training, but you're working against your nature, you have now accumulated a greater recovery debt because of the fact that you're working against your nature. So that's just from a training perspective. From a nutrition perspective, we can insert ways of eating that align with your brain chemistry. So for a type 1B, we'll just use the same example, we might need to support more dopamine production and we might not need to support as much serotonin production, for example. Knowing that gives us a huge asset in 
the approach to manage that stress equation in your favor. And that goes across the board for all neurotypes. From a lifestyle perspective, if we know that you're somebody who's very goal-driven, you're a risk taker, you're goal-driven, you're, you're a you know, natural athlete, you're a leader, lead by example, right? And we put insert like various lifestyle, like, like you're living your life in a way that goes against those qualities. And oftentimes we see this when somebody is like raised a certain way. Like if you're in a, um, let's say a very like militant household, but that's not your, you don't like to follow rules. You don't like to take orders. You don't like authority, but you were raised in a very militant household. Um, that could be a lifestyle component that creates stress because it's against your nature. So hopefully that makes sense. But when we combine all of these components, they add up. Because if you're constantly creating more of a stress response by the foods that you're eating or your, your macro ratios or the training that you're doing or the lifestyle that you're living, and it's not in line with your nature, we are creating more stress, which requires more recovery. Now, if you think about it, so, so we take that fact and then we add on to the fact that most people are being told to simply eat less and move more. So now there's this whole stress environment because you don't know how to align things with your personality. You don't know how to play your game. The best advice I've ever received, it's the most simple line ever. Know yourself and play your game. That's it. That's the best advice I've ever received. And I always try to pay it forward because this is what we're talking about. Know yourself and play your game. If you're constantly trying to play somebody else's game, you're adding stress that doesn't need to be there. Like, if you look at somebody else and you're like, hey, teach me exactly what you're doing. I want to do exactly what you're doing. You've already lost because you're playing their game. That goes for fitness. That goes for nutrition. That goes for business. That goes for whatever, literally anything. If you're like, hey, I want to do things exactly like you're doing them. You've already lost because you're playing their game. What you should be looking at is what are the overarching principles that they are delivering and the way that they're doing it? And how can I make that my own? How can I learn the principle, right? Like the principle of mitigating stress, the principle of this stress balance that we're talking about, the principle of priming your metabolism, the principle of having awareness around how much you're eating, right? That's an easy one to understand. The overarching principle is you need some awareness around how much food you're putting in your mouth. The method could be macros, it could be calories, it could be portion, it could be eyeballing, it could be using your hand to figure out whatever, it could be managing your plate, whatever it is. The method can be anything that fits your disposition. The method should fit your game. How do you play your game? The principle is the overarching pillar that needs to be upheld. So when you're looking at somebody else, you should be thinking, what is the principle? And then how can I insert that into my own game? Because I need to know myself and I need to play my game. That's what we're talking about. With neurotyping, it actually reduces stress and it reduces the recovery demands on your system because you are working in line with your nature. You're not creating more of a cortisol or adrenaline response from things like training or the foods that you're consuming or the lifestyle that you're living. We want those to work to your advantage so that we tilt that recovery, I'm sorry, that stress equation in our favor so your body responds the way that we want it to. Again, we can have the negative adaptation, which is, uh-oh, we're under a real threat here. Like, let's go into 
survival preservation mode, or it's like, oh, there's this stress that we're imposing, but we're safe, we're recovered, we're feeling good, all signs are a go. Let's let's do what we're supposed to do. Let's tap into the stored energy. Um, and that's how you get leaner. That's how you improve body composition. That's how you preserve muscle. So a lot of people will just force the issue and they'll end up losing weight, but they'll they'll lose a lot of muscle and they'll end up looking skinny fat. We don't want that to happen. That's why understanding how to work with your nature, understanding your personality, understanding how to play your game, knowing yourself, like that is the key. That's what we're talking about. Um, so I, I thought it would be helpful to hear that because the stress equation is really important. And oftentimes we think of the obvious forms of stress and we miss out and we, and we ignore the fact that knowing yourself and playing your game, knowing your, your tendencies, knowing your strengths and weaknesses, knowing your neurotype, your personality type is a massive advantage when it comes to improving that stress equation in your favor, not just from a psychological level, but from a neurological level, from a hormonal level. From an emotional level, it plays a role in all of that. So if you don't know your neurotype, go take the free assessment. Um, just go to neurotypetraining.com, take the free assessment, find out your neurotype. Uh, it, will, it will really unlock a lot of questions and answer a lot of questions for you um, as to what are your tendencies, what are your strengths and weaknesses, and what does that mean from a training standpoint, from a nutrition standpoint, from a lifestyle standpoint. Um, Go take, a, go take the assessment, see how that answers some of those questions, and then hit me up if you have any other additional questions or if you want a deeper dive into understanding your neurotype. I love to nerd out on this stuff, so I'm, I'm open to any questions that you might have. And um, yeah, and don't forget, take advantage of the promo. Uh, we're going to put my pre-existing beliefs to the test, and um, I appreciate it. Go to uh, neurotypetraining.com slash apply. Get yourself scheduled for a call and I will talk to you guys very soon.